Hello, Challenger Podcast listeners, and happy Election Day. This is Colleen Madden Blumenfeld. We are back for another In the News episode with VP Andy Challenger. Today we're talking about the economy, the uh, newest employment report from the BLS, plus our job cut report, and a report on holiday hires. We also talk about bonuses, uh, non-cash versus cash compensation, and the election. What is that going to cost employers? Thanks for having me. Of course. On the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is the historic election day, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it'd be good to talk about jobs. So let's start out with our um, our own Challenger Job Cut reports. Yeah. So so first with our our, our report, Challenger Job Cuts report uh, for October was uh, second lowest of the year, the fifth lowest month for job cuts we've seen in, in a while. And employers cut 30,740 jobs in October. That's a 31% decline from just last month, 39% down from uh, October last year. And we see a lot of cuts in the last quarter of the year, but recently, in recent years, we really aren't seeing that anymore. Yeah, we're starting to see uh, employers slow down decisions on both hiring and firing uh, near the end of the year, particularly this year, probably because of the election. And, and also just not a lot of information of what's going to be happening to the economy. We don't know whether it's going to be growing significantly throughout the rest of the quarter. Um, and so employers are just taking their time to make decisions. Not a lot of pressure to cut right now. And this also goes with the, the government's report that just came out also last week. Um, we haven't seen a lot of growth, a lot of new jobs added. Yeah, uh, we saw the Bureau of Labor Statistics say that in October we added 161,000 jobs in, in that month. And that's a, a pretty average number. I think a lot of estimates were about 175. And it's below the rolling average. We had almost 200,000 on mm-hmm. average added for a number of months. And so it's it, it's not great. It's not bad. It's not giving us a lot of information. Uh, I think... It's not enough, uh, certainly, for the, the Federal Reserve to maybe, you know, there's a lot of talk about them raising the rates in December. I don't think this report is significant enough uh, to change the fact that they're probably going to move forward with raising rates. Uh, again, just kind of a, a, a blah number. Going back to our report, really the big story was in energy and tech this year. And those cuts that were happening may be more of a sign of pivoting versus a troubled economy. What do you think? Yeah, we're starting to see that in a particular large computer tech-based companies are just having to change quickly. Their skills and skills as they hired quickly, even just five years ago, are now outdated. And so they're having to to cut jobs uh, only to be replacing them with new skill sets and new employees not not far down the line. So we're going to continue to see lots of volatility uh, at tech companies throughout the end of the year and, and do you see any industries that you think will be growing at either the end of this year or next year? Yeah, certainly, and especially looking at the Bureau of Labor Statistics report, uh, saw a lot of jobs added to healthcare, you know, in ambulatory services and at hospitals. Those those numbers have continued to go up, and they will continue to mm-hmm. go up. Especially Perennially, they yeah, yeah, always they need people. And, and as baby boomers get mm-hmm. to that age, we're having a huge group of people who are going to need more and more services over the next 10 years. So it's an area we see a lot of growth for, for a sustained period of time. And financial services is also growing. And I think fintech 
is really growing right now, or I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, you need some tech people in these financial services companies because they're definitely going that way. Absolutely. While we saw some cutting happening at these big tech firms, uh, overall hiring for for people with technology skills is is great. It's Mm -hmm. a great job market. Uh, uh, you know, below 3% unemployment amongst people with those skills. You know, they're, uh, even though they might be cut from a company that's trying to make a pivot or shift uh, where their company's headed in the short term, there's going to be somebody else around the corner that wants to pick Yeah, up. opportunities are definitely out there. Uh, so our second topic is retail hiring. This last report from the BLS, we got our first uh, October number, and it's pretty low. Yeah, so we saw uh, holiday hiring in October uh, at just 154,600. That is is lower, uh, about 21% lower than what we saw last year. And while we kind of thought holiday hiring would maybe be slowed down uh, or or just about the same as what we saw last year, uh, this is a bigger drop than we expected. Definitely, and it seems to be mostly in retail. Um, Do you think it's other industries picking up that slack? Yeah, uh, you know, we saw uh, retail jobs really fall, but uh, record hiring uh, in the transportation industry. Yeah, we saw 274,000 jobs in October for transportation. That's the highest October on record. Um, so it's definitely picked up some of that seasonal hiring, I think. Yeah, it all just speaks to this trend that we're really seeing in holiday hiring, that these front office jobs, front of the store cashiers and salespeople on the floors of retailers uh, are, are leaving as more and more people spend and do their sh- holiday shopping online. Uh, those jobs are coming in the form of warehousing and, and shipping and handling and, and, and logistics actually delivering those packages. Do you think that's hurting teen workers and helping maybe some of those older workers? Uh, to a degree. I think some, a lot of these warehousing jobs have a surprising amount of tech skills that are necessary. You have to understand warehouses are not a, a pure labor job right. anymore, uh, uh, but there is labor involved in it too, which also you know, teenagers are probably more uh, capable of doing in some ways than, than older generations. It's true. We did see that wages for these jobs, though, are, are not bad. I think Amazon said they were uh, going to pay on average 14 an hour. So that's, that's solid for you know older workers too. Yeah, it really is. And we're starting to see you know those kind of uh, minimum wages raise, rising all over. We're seeing a tight job market mm-hmm. in most metro areas, and it's so companies that want to hire are going to have to pay more. We saw wages overall uh, rise about ten cents uh, last month, which is good mm-hmm. over you know two percent over the year. Um, so, so it's been a good year for wages. Speaking of compensation, our third topic is on bonuses. Uh, we actually have a survey that we're conducting that should be out next week about bonuses and some non-cash perks. Uh, The survey found that 24% are giving out non-cash or nominal uh, bonuses at the end of the year. What do you see trends for that? Yeah, we are seeing this as a trend. Lots of employers uh, that have been giving bonuses year in and year out at at the holiday, at the end of the year, uh, are realizing that that might not be incentivizing or motivating their employees anymore because it's just become an expected component of their salary. Uh, so we do see some companies getting creative with these non-cash bonuses, doing something a little personalized. Maybe the, uh, you know, the CEO or, or, or the compensation team will go to an individual and say, yeah, you're, you seem to be a cooking enthusiast here, some cooking classes. We know you're a big skier. We know something about you and care about you. Uh, here's a ski trip at the end of the year. And so just kind of fun things. 
um, that uh, particularly millennials seem to be incentivized when it comes as a surprise. Yeah, I love that idea of giving something that really is meaningful to the employee. That does seem a little bit more uh, incentivizing. Absolutely. And we're also seeing it uh, uh, particularly, again, among maybe younger employees, giving them as a bonus an opportunity, and this is free for the company, to participate on a leadership team, to maybe go on a special project with senior uh, folks at the company just as a a way we're saying we're, we're spending time developing you, and, and that's a, a way of uh, compensating them as well. And there's so many surveys out there that say it's not just about the money. You know, employees want to be uh, have feedback and be told that their voices are heard. Particularly most millennials. But that being said, maybe somebody that's mid to later stage in their career that's been getting that bonus year in and year out would be pretty disappointed <laughs> with uh, cooking classes yes. at the end of the year if they have bills to pay. Definitely. You know, cash is, is still king for, mm-hmm. for certain employees. That would be hard to start to take that away if they've been getting it. I mean, it's a, the classic Clark Griswold uh, yeah. scenario. Our final topic today, today is election day. No doubt people are going to be talking about this tomorrow. What is that going to cost employers? We know it's going to cost them a lot. The amount of time people spend talking about politics in the workplace has probably surpassed any other time in history. Uh, A recent poll we've done said 94% of employees are discussing politics in the workplace. And, and, And so that means that it dwarfs other unproductive activities like fantasy football that we track or March Madness Mm -hmm. because everybody, almost every single person in the workforce is is talking politics in the workplace. 124 uh, about million uh, employees exist in the United States today. So 94% is about 117 million people. Mm -hmm. If each one of them spends just one hour maybe leaving a little bit early to go to the polls, Mm -hmm. going in late, discussing politics, arguing about politics, uh, that costs an average of twenty-five seventy-nine an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's average wage last month. Uh, so if everybody spends one hour, that costs employers about three point zero two billion dollars every hour that people are engaged in, in, in work that's not their work <laughs> in talking about politics and, and you know, wages being paid to unproductive employees. Is there anything employers should do to curb that or have at it? Let them talk about it. Yeah, usually you know for sports events. And, and, you know, March Madness and Fantasy Football, we encourage it. We say, go ahead, get that free camaraderie and complete culture, uh, take advantage of it. But politics is when you have to be a little bit more worried you about. You be careful. Don't probably uh, encourage people to discuss politics in the workplace. It's not going to work out for you in the long run. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Andy. To learn more about Challenger Gray, find us online, www.challengergray.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Challenger Gray. We're on Google Plus and LinkedIn. Thanks so much, everyone.